Welcome to the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection Podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today, our guest is Laura Nichols, CM, excuse me, Certified Athletic Administrator from American Leadership Academy. Welcome to the show, Laura. Hey, thanks so much, Mark. I appreciate it, you know, and I'm going to take this privilege actually to thank Mark. He's done so much to help me and I know he wouldn't take credit for any of that, but you know, it's good to have an awesome advocate to help you win any of these things, right? Going through UIAAA is a, a lot of, a lot of different work and I've, I've appreciated Mark and so I just wanted to publicly thank him. I appreciate your kind words. Why don't we begin by having you share with our audience here in Utah and across the nation, just spend some time where you grew up, where you went to college, your first jobs, those types of things. Yeah, so I grew up in Orem, Utah, and um, I went to Lake Ridge Junior High. It's an Alpine School District school and then a Mountain View High School. And um, so I actually was a three-sport athlete, but I we went undefeated in basketball, right? And that, that was the sport I chose to focus on and and play and um, ended up playing collegiate basketball at George Washington University. So ended up being a pretty good good basketball career and and really good you know high school career in in utah we won state every year and um in junior high we went undefeated right um yeah so that was that was that's great so your coach was dave hool that's right I okay dave hool perfect and where did you go to college then after that? After Well, you went to George Washington and you, you graduated from there, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah. So I went to George Washington and in, in Washington, D.C. and played four years there. We had a really successful career there as well. And, um, you know, we went to the tournament every year. We won, you know, conference championships. And then my junior and senior year, we went to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. So we, you know, excelled in a lot of different things and had a lot of teammates that went and played pro and you know, continued to do things that way, but I chose to get into coaching right away. Boom. Right. Like a That's awesome. coach. <laughs> so tell me, so what were the years uh, that you won those championships at Mountain View? Mountain View. So I graduated in 04 from Mountain View. So I think it was, so 2002, so 2004. 2003, okay. and 2004. Yeah. So back to back. Like I said, we went undefeated in the state of Utah. We, on our state championship ring our senior year, I think we said like 90 and 0, something like that. That's, <laughs> that is quite an accomplishment. Well, all, now, me and all my teammates went on to play college. So, you know, it was a pretty stacked team. That's for sure. So talk to us about, uh, I, I assume you spent some time then in, before you got to high school in some youth basketball leagues, that type of a thing. Yeah, actually, what's interesting is I didn't start playing basketball seriously until I was like seventh, eighth grade. And um, that was very different than a lot of my teammates. My teammates had played club together for forever. And they, you know, had some of those, those teams that um, the families of the, they were the youngest, and I'm like the oldest in my family. And so those youngest ones, they've been playing because their siblings had played on the same teams for a long time. And so it was kind of an interesting um start for me because I didn't have that same connection you know and so 
worked my way up and, you know, had to work hard. It was, it was good. It was a really, um, awesome experience. And then in June, in junior high, I, the, the blessing of that was being able to play for, um, Glenna Padfield, who she, I think she works at, uh, BYU and, and did the sports education program after she, she stopped at, in the junior high level. Super, super awesome lady. Really. really I think good. if memory serves me right now, I, I think I've met her once, but I believe her sister is Margaret Price, who was the successful gymnastics coach at Jordan High, where I worked for all those years. I think that's she ran right. off a streak of about 10 championships in a row. So that's a small world. <laughs> yeah, coaching's in their blood, that's for sure. Yeah, so you mentioned, uh, Glenn, it maybe speaks to some other mentors you had growing up, some coaches, uh, oh. bosses that inspired you, that helped you along the way. Yeah, I've had so, um, man, I'm so blessed with the, the coaches that I've had. So Glenn uh, in junior high and then Dave in high school. And then Laura Romo, who, who assisted with him and, and um, you know, awesome examples there. And then my, my college coach is, um, is Joe McEwen, and he's now the head coach at Northwestern. And then um, right after, like I said, I, I started coaching college right away. And um, I, I coached for Tajma Abraham Gumba, who's now the head coach at Georgetown. And then my very next job, I went to um, SUU and coached for J.R. Payne, and she's now the head coach at Colorado. So you know, a lot of, of, of really great coaches to, to learn from and each different styles, like very different styles. You know, Joe's been around the game for forever and um, knows a lot and, and is, is a great example that way. And, you know, just different things from each one of them that um, have made me into a into a, a better, you know, asset to administration. That's for sure. So let's talk about <clears throat> your basketball career for a moment. So you were a, were you a point guard? You were you a two, three? Were you a three, four? Yep, three, four. Okay. Forward, yeah. So you play that both those spots, and I assume you could shoot the rock pretty well. Yeah, I could shoot, and well, uh, I was athletic. You know, I could jump out of the gym. That was my big <laughs> athleticism. So, you know, and and I'm I'm gritty on the boards. So that was my big thing. I could I could well, get a lot of rebounds. Coaches shots. love pe coaches love people that can rebound. Or they always say shooters are a dime a dozen. But if you get somebody that can rebound, that makes the difference. Somebody can play a little bit of a defense also. Oh, I totally love that. Yeah. Well, talk to me for a minute about <clears throat> the, your job as the athletic director at American Leadership Academy and how it's changed since you first started there. Yeah, you know, so I've been I've been the athletic director, I think, eight years now. And um, even in that short time, I think the, the thing that I've seen change the most is the amount of uh, oversight in some ways, you know. Um, everybody mm -hmm. has an opinion, but it seems like those opinions are, are a little bit more... Um, a little bit more professional in our documentation and in our mm -hmm. oversight. Um, so th that's some of the changes that I've seen. And, and it's a good thing in a lot of ways. Um, it, but it does make, you know, getting a coach started uh, time consuming, I should say that <laughs> that's my biggest thing is you got to really take those those new coaches under your wing and, and help train them on the different certifications that they need and, you know, do a lot of the, the different trainings that exist for that. So <clears throat> ALA is a 3A school, correct? That's right. Yeah. So your population is maybe five, six hundred, something like that. Yep. And so tell me, and I, you haven't been in a public school, but you grew up in a public school. How, how are things different as an athletic director in that private school setting than let's say possibly when you were at Mountain View? Yeah. 
Um, so for an athletic director in, in a charter school or pri private school, the thing that we see different is that the athletic director does most of the athletics, right? It's like sure a lot of the, the other principals, they're like a Dean over students, Dean over, you know, the parents and mm -hmm. grades or things like that. And the athletic director literally handles all the athletic stuff. And so compared to other schools where you've got a lot of help between the administration, that's not the case we've seen in most private and charter schools. It's the athletic director does everything so much so that like, I think like, even if a kid left his cleats on the field, I've been called like, Hey, this kid left it. Thanks. Like I'll, I'll get them for him. You know, like interesting stuff that's very different than you would see in, you know, different levels. And so uh, it's, it's got, it's, it's, positives as well. Like uh, we don't have as much um, red tape. If there's something to be changed, it can change quickly, but that can also be the downside as well. Right. So. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> Let me ask you this. What's one thing that you wish you had known when you began your career that you know now that you didn't know then? <laughs> uh, one of the things I wish I'd known is to over communicate, you know, to like, just be able to um, do like a weekly update or something that, cause people like to be over communicated to, they really do. They just like to have that option of knowing what's going on and, and, um, you know, really helping, helping with that. And so, um, yeah, I, I also think that one of the things that, that, um, I wish I'd known was that, you know, you want to back up your coaches <laughs> because parents come and go, Absolutely. And so, you know, your coaches are, are, you know, most of them are trying to do a great job and they do. Um, but you know, parents do come and go. So your coaches are the ones that you really want to put your arm around and help. And, and, um, they're the ones that you mentor and change and, and influence from that level. So share with our audience, what's your biggest failure or maybe possibly your biggest disappointment and what you were able to learn from that. Oh man. So I, uh, was changing a football coach and, um, mm -hmm. It was because the the previous coach decided to go somewhere else, right? So that's okay. an exciting thing. Good for him. He, he was taking yeah. a step up and to a different level. And um, I thought it would be a great transition to have that coach, you know, be involved for a second and really help the new coach, right? And it's mm -hmm. really an interesting thing because um, that old coach chose not to help the new coach instead decided to, you know, poison the well as it were on his way out. <laughs> and I was like, what? To me, it made sense, you know, to, for them to help transition because he was a well-liked coach and a lot of different yeah. things. And so, he, you know, what I learned is that it, it's it's hard to give up something. <laughs> and um, and so if somebody's giving up something, um, you know, it's a, it's it's like a transition either way. And so rather than transition like that, it's better just to start from scratch. That's what I learned. And I think, you know, every program has got to do that anyways. And so right. you know, sometimes trying to pull something from another, it's, it's going to be its own program anyways. So like allow that new start to, to happen. And it's better that way. Honestly, I think we think we, it needs to be what it was, but it's not going to be anyway. So <laughs> yeah, that's what, that was one of my biggest failures. It doesn't help to poison a well before you get started. No. That's and that's, <clears throat> that's one of the tough things about being an AD. Let me ask you this. What's one common myth about being an athletic director that you would like to debunk? <laughs> that all you do is hang out and watch games, right? <laughs> That's the, it's the, like, it's the easiest job. All you do is hang out and watch games. And yeah, no, that's, I mean, obviously there's games there. It's interesting. Uh, and, and maybe you've experienced this, but like 
you start to transform the way you look at games and less of, as a competitive endeavor and more of like a logistical nightmare, right? Like how can I manage all the moving parts that are happening? And like, you know, I, I know there's competitions happening, but I want to like, you know, help make sure that this is as smooth as possible and, you know, win or lose, like let's have a good outcome either way. Right. Well, that's, that's so very well said the way that you said that. I think that people don't get, you're exactly right. Because when you're at the game, you very rarely get to sit down and, and, and look, Oh, it's, it's fourth down. What are they going to do? Or it's boy, they need this bucket to tie the game up. It's logistical. It's exactly what you said. You've got to, well, are all my people in the place? Are, do we, are we going to make sure the kids stay in the stands after the game? What about if this happens? Who I got to get the officials off the field. I mean, it's any, a number of things. So I, I like the way that you said that. Let's talk for a minute now about, uh, your involvement with the UIAAA and your decision to become certified. So you've been at ALA for, did you coach before you came the AD? Um, I did. Yeah. So I was the girls basketball coach and I tried so, to do that for a couple of years while being the AD and that that's a no, right? Like that's, that's yeah. very difficult to manage a program as well as, as um, all the programs. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, I did, but um so you've been with the UI AAA for what, maybe eight years? That's right. Yeah. So, so talk about uh, talk about the first time uh, your first time at a, a UI AAA conference. What that was like for you? Man, the first conference I went to, of course, like the law, the law class. It it, it was like I, I was like I'm gonna lose my life. I know, like I, <laughs> I could get sued for everything, right? Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. but at the same time, I was so grateful for the preparedness that it gave me, right? And just like just a like a level of protection and security that like, I think every professional wants and needs. And that's definitely what I was getting. And, you know, that association to be able to talk among other ADs to know it's not just me, right? There's other people that are going through very similar situations and we all, you know, have, have different ways of handling it. And so it's good to get that collaboration um, in those conferences and great speakers, great, you know, presenters and just so such a depth of knowledge. In fact, I, I think I've, I took classes that whole time. I just didn't take my test for the longest time, right? Sure. So it was, it, it was, it's good though, because there's a wealth of knowledge there, even, you know, continuing to go because there, it's a different dynamic depending on um, the individuals that come and whatever social issues or whatever current issues you're dealing with. I mean, you know, right now, today, like if we went to a leadership thing um, and all the other administrators started talking about the challenge, the TikTok challenge that happened, you know, and, mm -hmm. and how each of us managed it and what we dealt with on that end. And so really, really great to, to have those as resources. So share with our listeners. So you're an active member of the UI AAA, you go to the conferences, and then you decide that it's important that you become certified. And, and of course, we in the, the, the presidency and the people that run the UI AAA, we're all about certification. But I, I want to make sure that I say this correctly, because you being a female or a minority, uh, at least in Utah, because we don't have that many female ADs, and, but you took it upon yourself to become certified. So talk about those reasons, talk about that journey and, and what it's like, and, and maybe put a plug in for those that, are, that may be listening that are on that brink. Well, should I get certified or not? So I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, it's super interesting because like, you know, a lot of other states to administrate, you have to have it, right? You have to have certification. You can't even administrate without it. And, you know, um, it's it's definitely 
that that second layer of protection that you need in order to you know present yourself as a professional um it's interesting i i don't think i i have four different degrees right so i was like oh i don't know if i need to add this to my to my resume but really it it does it, it provides that that second layer that i think everybody wants you know you want that that liability protection you want everything that comes with um knowing that you know how to manage something and that you that you can prove that you've done that and i think the public wants that too right they Absolutely. now look for certification more than ever in in certain things and everything and um and so you know if there's a conflict to be had and if um, my professionalism were to come into question um it it would add fuel to the fire but that doesn't right this this helps me provide um a different layer of that protection that i was talking about and i love that that, you know, it makes it well, easier for that. And I'll just add parenthetically, uh, I was talking with Big Rich Barton the other day and Jamie Sheets. We're not aware of a court case that has been lost by anyone who is certified CAA by the NIAAA. And of course, I'll, I'll mention this that every listener is aware of. You have that additional $2 million of liability coverage. But I want to go back to something you said. You have your four degrees. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain that and I don't know what your other three degrees are, and I'm sure they're very important, but people have the idea that, well, I can just, I'm, I'm a principal, I can be an AD, I'm a vice principal, I can be an AD, and I'm not saying that you can't be, but of the, the vice principals that I talk to, they take maybe a law class during the, the time they're getting their administrative certificate, and it's a law class that covers everything. And the sports law in there is maybe a half hour lecture, whereas we have the four classes that the NIAAA offers and they're in depth. And so speak to the importance of with because you're an educated woman, the importance of being having that certified athletic administrator and how much different it is than the other degrees that you've got. Oh, certainly. I mean, the what we're talking about is the exact field that we're working in, right? I mean, so mm -hmm. you're getting certified on current issues, you're getting certified on future issues, things that like, you know, uh, litigation, all sorts of things that are that are happening now, that like, if you're not aware of that, and you behave in a certain way, you know, I like, I, I, I've seen it, right? We've all seen it. It's, it's, it doesn't give you a, a level of professionalism that you want. And we all want to portray yourself as a certain professional. And so in order to be a professional, you need to be informed, right? And so yes. half of half the battle's information, the other half is how you're gonna deal with it. And they provide both, right? They provide the information and then the strategy for how to deal with it. And and like I said, that collaboration is what provides a lot of that that know-how. And um, it, again, each state's different, each, each school's different. Um, but when you can when you can create a plan based on proven tactics, methods and things that have that have been developing for years. Right. It, it just gives you such credibility. That's huge. So, well, it's you remind me, I'll share this quickly with you and ask for your reaction. You talk about collaboration. You talk about the network that we have with the UIAAA, the NIAAA. When I was still at Jordan. So this has got to be at least eight years ago. I can remember it's in the afternoon. We're hosting the region wrestling meet. It's a two day meet. It's the first day of the meet. I'm in my office trying to finish up some stuff and get out to the meet. And the channel four uh, 
news anchor walks into my office with a cameraman and wants an interview. And I said, what are you talking about? She says, I want to talk about the hazing that's gone on with your wrestling team. And of course, I don't know if this is right or not, but I promptly stood up, escorted her to the door, explained to her where the principal's office was, and that she probably ought to talk to the district office first. But as soon as I closed that door, even though I had taken the legal courses, and even though Lee Green's a very personal friend of mine, I called Lee and I said, look, we've got this issue. And we just talked through what I already knew to make sure we had a plan. Of course, I gave my plan to the principal and he said, yep, that's, that's how we're going to handle this. And the principal sent it up the line to the district, which promptly did not handle it that way. And then <laughs> there were issues because it wasn't handled that way. So I just, I don't know if you want to comment about that or not, but it was just, it was a point that sometimes as athletic directors, people think you're, well, <laughs> Hey, I'm in the district office. I know what's going on. And of course. So, yeah, man, my comment would be like, I mean, it sounds like uh, I think it's better to give anything time. Right. And, uh, mm -hmm. and so like, you know, preparing yourself and making sure you're prepared is, is the best response. If you can get that time, take it. Right. So you shutting the door and saying, Hey, we'll get back to you is, is definitely the professional thing to do. It's the same thing to do. If you, you know, are confronted with a parent that's emotional, you know, give the 72 hour rule or, you know, exactly. whatever you've got to do, because when, when things are at, at a heightened emotional state, a lot of times those are just emotional reactions that you're going to be dealing with and, and, and trying to weed through. Right. And in order to find solutions, cause that's, that's our, all of our goals is to find solutions, you know, um, but, mm -hmm. you know, especially when it comes to the media, I think you do want to have a, a policy of how you're going to um, react it's, uh, and the district. I know that they have all the intention of doing the same thing, you know, and right. so, you know, being able to communicate that beforehand is is ideal. But, you know, uh, if if everybody's trained like we are in the in the UI AAA, then they'll know that they'll know, OK, no, I don't I don't want to give a statement that's emotional. I want to you know, prepare ourselves. We want to all be on the same page and, and, you know, make sure that, that we are handling everything properly and legally, you know? So, yeah. Very well said. What's the favorite part of your job? Uh, the kids, of course, you know, I think that's everybody's mm -hmm. favorite part is, you know, the seeing their, the individual successes um, of, of individuals who have to work for it specifically. I love that. I love kids that, you know, have to work their tail off and they're the, you know, the kids that I would promote for a captain or a leader of a team, you know, uh, um, sometimes I, I'll individually challenge kids, you know, to, to succeed at, at a different level. You know, I've challenged a wrestler, bet him, you know, like some sort of thing to, to win this match or, you know, something like that. That's little to, mm -hmm. to provide just a, another layer of, of, you know, empowerment to each of the, the athletes that we have. And so, yeah, of course it's the kids. That's, that's why we do this. Yeah, very insightful. Let's, let me finish up with a couple of questions. My first one is, you're a veteran AD now, and if you had two things that you could share with a new athletic administrator that they would absolutely have to have in order for them to become successful as an AD, what two things would those be? And I would say um, a set process for dealing with XYZ, right? And um, it's, it's healthy to have those standardization processes. Like, it, I mean, that breaks down to being policy, right? Mm -hmm. For how you, how you behave and then sticking to the policy. 
Um, and so, um, and then over document if you can, <laughs> you know, over document everything and um, provide, provide that same level of, of um, security for everybody involved by letting them know that you document by following up things with emails by, you know, behaving in that way that, that is, um, that is professional and, and, you know, that documentation part is, is a big part now, nowadays specifically. Well, well, let's finish with this question, Laura. What questions should I have asked you that I failed to ask you? Oh man, I don't know. I guess I, I, I would go into, for me as a, as a female, like I, I know you tried to touch that a little bit, but like as a female AD, like what does, you know, what does that look like? What's the difference for, for females, right? I think well, that's, that's a unique- Well, talk about that because obviously that, we, so we, we, we it, think, right? <laughs> we think in the UIAAA that, that, that we're trying to be proactive and we're on top of it. I'm sure we're not, but we still don't have a huge number of, of females that are athletic directors. We try obviously in our association to treat everybody the same because the male female thing doesn't matter to us. And so even though we think we're doing a great job and we may be doing a great job, what, what does it look like from, from your side? Uh, well, being a minority, I guess is the way to say it. Well, the thing, uh, actually, I, I haven't noticed any, anything like that. And I, and I definitely don't um, like pretend to see a difference either on, mm -hmm. on that level, which is good. So that, I think speaks to exactly what you're talking about. I just think I'm, a, I think I'm allowed to bring it up as a subject because you like, you know, it's like, how did sure. I bring this up for you guys? And, and, um, and honestly, I think that every experience is what you make it regardless of, of being male, female or what have you. Um, but, but you do get treated slightly different <laughs> when it comes to officials and other things like that. And it usually is if there's contention, if there's contention, um, Female ADs have have a hard time um, ha being as respected um, with officials specifically. But um, other than that, I think that it, it it could be a, a benefit. Um, but within the UI AAA, I mean, like I said, they've done a great job of of allowing all people of all types to to be members and and can continue to educate and and provide that support and and security for for everybody regardless. But um, yeah, there's a little bit difference for female ads when it comes to officiating <laughs> well yeah let me so let's just talk about that for a second because we have the time so and, and i can't i can't say well i know exactly what you're talking about because right. i've never been in that situation i officiated when i was younger but i've never had uh at least in, in my dealings with officials and of course i was i've been an athletic director for so long i probably had none of the issues you have and so what <clears throat> let's just brainstorm here for a minute what what are some of the things that as the uhsa could do the ui AAA could do what are some of the things that we could possibly do to to make this become a better situation because you and i and i think everyone listening to this is going to say well well that's wrong but <laughs> right <laughs> how do we change that well what are maybe some of the things we can do to uh to, train, to change maybe? that perception yeah, yeah. Well, cause I mean, I, again, all of it comes down to training and, and people's experiences. And, and unfortunately, when you're dealing with officials, you're dealing with a lot of backgrounds as well that aren't necessarily mm -hmm. coming from a profession, right? So they're not, they, they could be trained on the sport and the, and the rules and things like that, but they may or may not know how to deal with professional situations. Right. And yeah. so I think that that's part of it is just professionalism training. I will be a, will be a huge part of, of those, those issues. 
And then, um, yeah, you know, uh, maybe some more um, due process is always helpful. You know, sure. Um, due process uh, gives uh, power to everyone <laughs> instead of to to the one authority, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what I would suggest is, is some due process because that, that allows for a little, and, and I understand the, the, the problems that that comes with though, as well, because, you know, nobody's ever wrong. <laughs> and so <laughs> when it comes to themselves, they're not wrong. Right. Um, oh yeah. But, but um, at the same time, it does, it does allow space for discussion or things like that. And maybe that due process includes discussion or resolution in that way. You know um, at least that's me. I'm, I'm a person that would prefer things get resolved personally mm -hmm. you know if I've, got a, yeah. if I've got an issue if i had an official and me have a confrontation i'd like to sit down with them or send them an email like hey dude like i apologize for my behavior and and you know like i i you know you caught me at a bad time or something who knows i don't know if it, if it was me or if if it was we didn't see eye to eye or we didn't see eye to eye i apologize for for the interaction and you know I look forward to working with you in the future you know those are things that that I've done personally, if mm -hmm. I've had conflicts, but yeah, I think, um, just more training on, on being a professional. So well, thank you for sharing that. That pretty much wraps up another edition of the UI AAA connection. Once again, our guest today has been Lauren Nichols, CAA and director of athletics at American leadership Academy. Thank you again, Laura, so much for appearing on the program today. Awesome. Appreciate you Hutch. Thank you. And for our listeners, we hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UI AAA Connection.